Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast, and we have a win to talk about. I nearly start the show with me, newly found catchphrase there, the can you believe it thing that Gareth <laughs> likes, but I thought it would be too staged to do that. But I've still mentioned it anyway, so... Yeah, that wasn't staged at all. <laughs> I just was just coming up with as the theme was on there. I was I was questioning myself, deciding where I should go for it, and I, I decided not to. It's become very contrived, doesn't it, the, the show? Over five years. Over, I was going to say, it's <laughs> yeah, been going yeah. a while. It's, it's had the opportunity to yeah, yeah, evolve it has, yeah. itself in that way, hasn't it? Yeah, well, uh, it is, con- is something that's contrite evolved? I'd still say it, it evolves, wouldn't it? You're a linguistics it's, expert. It's, 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 it evolves, but it doesn't evolve. Evolve. <laughs> evolves, that's what I said. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Shall we do We've got a packed thing. studio tonight, yeah, actually, yeah. Full, of, full of guests to talk about. Sunderland win. That's what happens when you win. We struggle normally, don't we? We can't get anybody in. <laughs> and then everybody puts the name down when we win. I'll come in. We even had more offers, didn't we? Craig wanted no, to come no, in and Michael wanted to come in. <laughs> we're like, oh, we've actually got five. That'll be all right for, for the night. <laughs> we never normally um, do five, do we? And it's been a while. I think maybe when Frankie and the Harstrings come in as a, as a band rather than just Frankie himself, uh, we might have had. Or Mike, Michael and Frankie come in, didn't they? Yeah, once? yeah. The drummer's a mag, so. Yeah. Right, <laughs> well, well, he's not coming in. Runs a shop in Sunderland, though. <laughs> That's one in the eye for them. <laughs> he's, added, he's added to the economy yeah, in Sunderland exactly. and the culture. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, Rory Fallows never been on for Yonks. I was, supposed, I was supposed to be on last week after a defeat. How is your, how's the core? <laughs> Much better. Much like better. Every, everyone like I work with has been like ill these last few weeks as well, and I thought like I'd just avoided it, and then thought you didn't get to talk about four 0 hammering off Cardiff. But and you weren't here, weren't here to defend yourself last week. Yeah, but Gareth, uh, it's, it's the way it works, exposed isn't it? Exposed your illness to the world. Yeah. Good, good, isn't it? Wasn't very nice. Yeah, great. Loved it. Wasn't very nice. Yeah, good. 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 Yeah, <laughs> Which one do you use these days? Um, I use Easterbrook. He uses um, Easterbrook. Formerly yeah, Richard Mason formerly. of the Northern Echo, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trans- came and got involved with us because it's better, isn't it? Yeah. Well, better on clothes better on either side. Better. <laughs> anyway, to introduce. The, the main guest, person. yes, yeah, we're yeah. delighted to see Stephen Elliott is back in for the second time in a few weeks. 
Um, and you were at the game the weekend, Stephen, because your game was called off. Yeah, and that was an impressive performance by the lads. Um, I think the last time I came in, that was after a victory as well. I'm hoping that the, oh, the next, few, the next few results are a little bit better than what they were after that last time against Fulham. Mm, well, we we just book Stephen in provisionally every week. Every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, re- a residency. <laughs> You're yeah. free to cancel all your life. Yeah. We wouldn't expect you to come in every week yeah. for free. Like, or how, like, like how Barry Manilow's always on in Vegas. Stephen Elliott will always be on the Wise Men Safe podcast. Yeah, it's our I, equivalent. I think we could get him agreed to do that, but uh, maybe you can just cancel at will. Like you know what I mean? As long as yeah. the uh, the good look thing. Um, the good look thing at what we're talking about, right? Let's talk Steve, about Stephen's it. Stephen's not committing to this, by the way, and you, you know it's a bit unfair putting him on the spot. Well, we're not. I don't think anyone's really expecting him to come in every week. That's, well, you know, oh, it's part of the uh, the joke, I think, wasn't it? I'm sure he's uh, intelligent enough to work that out. Explain the joke. You've got your kit on, Stephen, because you're going straight up to Morpeth for some training after this as well. Yeah, I'm, yeah, seven o'clock start, so uh, it'll be straight on the road again, back to training. You know, I appreciate uh, you coming in when you've when you you've got other arrangements, important ones as well. So I'm guessing the weather's not not too nice up there at the moment in Northumberland. No, well, obviously the pitch was had four inches of snow on it on Saturday, which is why I was obviously at the stage in my life. But uh, I'll, if, if I mean something, I'm getting a win. I don't mind <laughs> that too much. Okay, should we talk about the game? Mm. What's Let's interesting is um, we haven't had many wins to talk about. Obviously, <laughs> the sense of what, what, what I walked away with the most, the overriding sense of, of the pride in every single one of the players from one to eleven. There wasn't one player who I think you could walk away from the game and, and say, actually, he didn't do his bit or he didn't pull his weight. Would everyone agree with that? Yeah, everyone was 7 out of 10, weren't there, at least. Everyone contributed something. Um, but the midfield was the was the big one, wasn't it? I think that we've got to go on to straight away, Catamol coming back into the side. And after, we've said it plenty of times on here, kind of written him off, basically, and it was really nice to see him like be so commanding half, again. Half written him off. Have we have we gone in full right now? Half written him off. We, we, yeah. We'd written two hundred and fifty words, not the five hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, alongside him as well, like Honeyman, who's contributed all season, brilliant performance, great assist, and Ethan Robson playing much better than most of us probably thought. Didn't look like it was a first league start. Won a lot of tackles. Looked really comfortable on the ball. I mean, it was it was a a big win after after what seemed like a big. Week Stephen for Sunderland when Chris Coleman's come out and said what he said about Jack Rodwell and he's, mm. he's thrown him under a bus in a way, um, quite clever really in, in the way he's gone about it. Billy Jones has come out and and sort of exposed some of the unhappy players saying they're disrupting training, which I couldn't believe went under the radar as much as it did to be honest. And Coleman did it a little bit to an extent when when he first arrived, but he's very much drawn a line under the sand during the week and mm. the player you're in or you're out. And the players have responded, haven't they? To be fair, though, yeah. I think uh, Kat, I, was, I was reading the paper today and Lee Catmull came out and said something that stuck with me. He says, like, everybody just went back to basics, working hard, hard work, getting around the pitch. And maybe that was even himself kind of reminding himself what he was good at. Like, cause sometimes when things aren't going well for you on the pitch, you have to kind of go back to basics. And I think if, if you saw the performance the weekend, like you said, every one of them players was bang out. And I think the energy... Chris Coleman's got to get a lot of credit as well by, like playing so many young lads together from the from the start because I think there was an energy about them and I think the senior lads as well kind of reacted to that energy and I have to say in my opinion I thought John O'Shea and Lee Cartman were, were mm. very good yeah. very good Saturday like they showed our experience and you could you could see them even organising on the pitch with the young lads around them and I think it was just a good balance to the team in general I mean there was six well, six players under 23 I think in that team yeah um, was. so and then and, and like you say maybe it was just the right mix you know, having 
players who probably played together um, regularly. Well, Lee Willingdale has tweeted saying, do the younger players perform better when there are more of them starting? Looks like they had an understanding on Saturday. And you can kind of say that logic a little bit, can't you? There's not just one or two and they're, they're thinking that they're uh, getting... They're getting lost amongst all the, the well, pressure and well, stuff the, like that. The goals, testament to that one. Even the two, the, even the two lads though playing up front together, like you could see, although like the two of them were, were running around, they were pests for the the, the, uh, the whole seat defence all afternoon. Like balls were going up, like some some good football as well at times. And when the ball went up there, having the two up there, I think confused the whole seat defenders. Like sometimes it was a loose pass where, where you thought it was loose, but you'd see the other kind of Joel running onto it or uh, Josh, and it kind of helps sometimes when you're up there alongside somebody. Because I think in the last couple of games with Josh playing up there on his own, he was a bit isolated, and I think he really appreciated having kind of somebody up there running about with him. And to be fair, it was it was a very pleasing to watch. And even there, uh, I have to say, of Soro, he showed a very mature performance. Mm-hmm. Like for somebody so young, like even winning free kicks, getting his bodies in and taking pressure off the defence, and it was very pleasing for me to watch that. Like and knowing that there's kind of players there coming up through the. I think he system. bought himself a, fr- a few free kicks in the yeah, first half, and then the one yeah. that looked like he fell, he didn't get a penalty for. I don't know what people. You know, well, well, behind, live, the, behind the goal, I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. Live, I thought it was. A, the only thing I, I would say, dive. say with that was he could have probably dived a little bit better. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of. A striker talking there. there, but like now he was a bit unlucky to get booked because the the leg was kind of out there to kind of fall over got, and that. But it looked like he got fouled when I mm. saw the replay. But live, I thought it didn't look. I thought it was, See, it was, I was right in front. It. I was behind the goal, right in front of it, and I thought it was a penalty. It's hard. I'm saying when, when the games, that's, it's, it's such a quick game. Like now as well, it's it's difficult. Like knowing you feel the slightest touch, you do kind of go off balance a little bit. So I think the referee was a little bit extreme giving him the yellow, and kind of I don't think he'd be too bothered though after getting the winner and winning one 0 but. There you go. He didn't. The Fulham defence were terrified of those two, and particularly in the first half, weren't they? And it's nice to see that as a fan, isn't it? You felt like every time they got the ball, something was going to happen. And when was that time you saw an opposition defence look visibly scared of, of your front players well, as like a Sunderland fan? Va- Vaughan and Graben, even at the start of the season when we were doing relatively all right, they never looked as in sync as Asora or Madger did there. It's the exact thing of saying that just what we were saying before about they've came up through that youth team together and it was almost like psychic at times. They just knew where each other would be. And I think they complement each other quite well. The way Madger likes to drop deep does, like we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, that doesn't he doesn't look as comfortable up front on his own because he's not that number nine sort of striker. He likes to come and drop deep, drag a defender away to open up the space and it worked really well for Asoro, especially for the goal. Gave him that run through and he was doing that quite a lot. <laughs> And just opening things up for Asoro to use his his pace, but the strength of Asoro as well. Like I've, on the limited amount of times I've seen him, I've just thought can run quick and maybe has a goal in him. But his strength and his the way he was bullying, like Mike. Yeah. I know Michael Dawson's not exactly young anymore, but the way like just had him on toast well, a lot like of the time. Pe- the two of them, especially him, they, they were pests all afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I think when when you're a centre half, like. I, I, when you play the game centre halves hate being dragged out of position and you could see they were running into the channels like even kind of away from the goal just kind of pulling the defence kind of out of the positions and you never, you never especially when you've got a, like you say Dawson there who's kind of mid-torties he doesn't want to be running down the sides <laughs> and that like so now it was, it was a very good before, very good before. and even like in the midfield the balance I think was a little bit better bringing Ethan Robson in who had a very solid game as well like he kind of played like he had played kind of 20-30 league games rather than his four star I mean the fact that the, the two of them are mates Helps as well. You you kind of vision them yeah. sitting in the bedroom playing on the Xbox together and stuff, <laughs> can't you? But, fair, yeah. but I mean, uh, they must have had a conversation midweek, Steve, when all of this is going on about um, Coleman, Coleman exposing these players who don't want to play for us. Some players, you know, they probably got wind about um, about Chris Martin, which we'll talk about in, in a little while. You know, 
thinking about coming, they must have had a chat with themselves and said, "This is our chance here." It's like you said, though, like, like you said, Chris Conn was clever, kind of saying what he did because sometimes that can kind of gel a group together. You kind of when basically the manager saying, "Listen, you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here," and I think you see with with the young boys that come in, you can tell they want. They they wanted it badly. They want to play for the, the short. They're not at this moment in their career. They're not bothered about kind of tomorrow or the next day. They just want to play football. And I think it was showing all over the even Honeyman each bags of energy. Eaton Robson as well. Remember he kind of ran back and Moyla made a tackle in the set. I got the stage and lifted the stage. Yeah. Like, we, yeah, and we haven't been seeing we haven't been seeing that at all in the games I've been at all season. And I think that as I said, I think that re- everybody in the team reacts off these kind of little little points in the game and it was a, it was a <coughs> kind of I think if Sunderland had gone in two up even at half time you couldn't have been you couldn't have said he didn't no. deserve it I mean, the, the funny thing about Sorrow is he, he really like watching a few I don't know I go every week and but when you get when I get the chance go and see the under 23s whatever <coughs> and he just looked like like he'd gone backwards and like on, on Saturday to see him putting his body in front of people especially which was really good to see like where he was using where the ball was coming down and he was getting in front of experienced defenders and blotting them off and winning free kicks and holding the ball all aspects of his game he never expected I just wondered like maybe I know there was a bit of hype around him when he first broke onto the scene talking about him being sold to, to mm. Arsenal I remember and his agent I think was probably playing a few games there because he was highly rated I wonder maybe if he got a little bit we all get bored at work, don't we, sometimes? And you just wonder, maybe he got a little bit bored playing at the level he was playing yeah, at. Maybe it wasn't a challenge well, that's anymore. It. Like sometimes, sometimes, like you kind of play so many games for the for the kind of reserves of the twenty trees as there is now. And I've been a young player before. You, you kind of want to kind of go to that next yeah. level. And if you're not getting that opportunity, you can kind of get a little bit disillusioned with it. But to be fair, like he's still only a teenager. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to come in, like you say, it was a very mature performance, and maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's his time now. As I said, I still think it's very important the club get another striker Absolutely. in, maybe two, like even from now to the end of the season. But it's nice to know that the two lads there can kind of put on a performance like they did the weekend. He said on Twitter, "It's a childhood dream fulfilled." And he's 18. I was like. <laughs> I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> was it was it a childhood dream to play for Sunderland though? Was that kind of what you wanted? Went for Robbie Keane. Yeah, I was going to say he's not Robbie yeah. Keane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's everyone else's childhood dream, but you know. yeah, yeah, doubt well. Don't yeah, tell I Robbie was. that, Steve. <laughs> Grass us up. I'm sure Robbie Keane will not do anything with that information. Probably a joke he's heard many go, times eh? before. What? He'd go, who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine if he had his tie on his hands to come and. Personally, attack us. I'd, pre- I'd, I'd respect it. Well, if, if Stephen <laughs> wants to put the word in, then we. Uh... He's, probably, he's probably too busy in India playing for his boyhood Indian team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be good uh, if he could come on and, and clear up the whole uh, situation where he didn't sign for Sunderland, and where he was about to sign for Sunderland. Does anybody? I, I know. I, I heard a reason at the time, like I heard on the street, that he didn't want to play for Sunderland because. Jermaine Defoe didn't pass the ball and he says he didn't want to come to Sunderland because he was Oh, was that recently, you mean? Well, yeah, when he was. Remember, he nearly came recently. And oh, did he really? Yeah, he didn't want to come oh, because well, Jermaine Defoe, because I think at sports, the two of them didn't pass to each uh, other, like, because obviously one of the other players, so I think that might have been part of the reason why he didn't come to Sunderland well, there a few years ago. See, it was re- the interest was rekindled. Yeah. We, we were going back to the, the Peter Reid days. So the first time, and I, wish, I wish I had, I, I even remember going back through my. Uh, my email inbox, my kit, like I had at the time, trying to find the email that came from the club, saying that we'd signed him. The the email came and it said we've signed Robbie Keane for seven million, um, and the deal will be done. And then I think, was it Terry Venables? I think he got sacked, um, or I can't remember who it was. Or Terry Venables came in, 
and he, the the new manager or Terry Venables, if he was coming in, wanted to see what happened. And I think there was an international break, and a bit of time went by, and I think he decided he wanted to keep him, and the deal didn't happen. But there was definitely somebody can. There's probably somebody out there with the access to get the email. It definitely happened, and it was definitely sent. Email came with signed Robbie. Well, Keane. I mean, Graham Anderson's been on before and told us it was it was done practically. Yeah. But I feel like we're going over. Old ground, old, quite a old, bit. Old ground. Sunderland won at the yeah, weekend, yeah. and we've already like went off course. Fifteen it's minutes right. in, good. That's what like, it's better when it's tang- tangential. No, everybody wants to be in today because we're winning. Stephen, you touched on the on the point there, the the jobs that um, Ocean cut them all hard, and I, I came away from that game feeling like it's almost like they've got some purpose now in mm. in the team because after being sort of rudderless for years and. It's that their job now is quite specific. You, it's your job to talk these young lads through the mm. game. They're going to be your legs for you. Cut mm. them all, keeping the shape in the middle, um, kicking some people for some good measure behind. Although he didn't do a lot of that, but when he shit house Larsen on the halfway yeah, line yeah. in the second half, people, I mean that was as if to say, "Don't worry, I've still got this. I've still got this in me." I think I think Catmull looked like he had had a bit of legs about him yeah, the weekend yeah, as well. Did. Do you know what I mean? He was he was getting back blocking shots. Second half, yeah. he blocked a very important shot as well, like because they were they were kind of had a few half shots. John O'Shea as well. He won every header. Like even the two boys alongside him were, were strong. And as I said, that I think it was the whole reaction of the team wherever wherever went on in training that week. You could see it was a different Sunderland team than the one that played. Obviously against Cardiff, like I watched the Cardiff game. Like at times you could have driven drove a bus through the whole of the team. Even when they had eleven men, it looked they looked so open. So to go kind of in such a short space of time, to such a solid performance after that, then it's obviously you have to kind of give credit to the manager <coughs> and to the players as well, like to kind of give that reaction. It's the first time I think we've seen Catamol this season get near other players in midfield um, and win tackles in the first half. I think he must have won about three mm. or four tackles, and we haven't been seeing that. He's been tiptoeing around people and he's almost scared to put his moving foot in. the ball as well like yeah. he hit some lovely cross field yeah. pass he was unlucky yeah, I don't think he kind of put one through it might have been was it Osoro or Maja when, yeah. when the keeper just came out it was just a bad touch but like he, he was passing forward it was, just, it was very pleasing I think having Robson in there as a proper midfielder helped him like I know no disrespect to Wilson <laughs> but I think you could see it was you could tell he was more of a natural kind of midfielder than when Wilson mm. was in there Like, and I understand why he did play Wilson he's probably taken well, when he started him in Middlesbrough, protect kind of obviously because he played alongside, dropped some a bit of experience in there alongside him. But no, I, I think I think Coleman got a spot on the weekend, and as I said, it could have been more than probably just a one goal. That's a performance from from Robson, that Richard, isn't it? That I'm not, I haven't seen a lot of him. If I'm being honest, I don't watch much under twenty three football. From what I have seen of him, he's always looked neat and tidy. It's be doing him a disservice to say that's all he was because he positionally was very good and. He got the crowd up, as Stephen said, by yeah. by some of the tackles he was putting in. That's that can be the catalyst for the whole thing when it comes to the atmosphere. Definitely, I think I think by him kind of playing alongside Lee Catamol, he can he can only learn learn from that. You know, learn the good parts of Catamol's game. I think there was the the tackle that that you're referring to, and it, when it really lifted the crowd. That kind of almost a two footed, but wasn't. You know, it was like one of those on the edge of being a foul, but it was perfectly <laughs> timed. It was. Um, you know, he, he got the kind of thumbs up from from Catamol there. He kind of made a point of going over and saying, you know, well played on that one. And it was, it was straight out of the, the Catamol playbook, wasn't it? But I think, you know, it's he can't have done any. That you've got you've got to kind of factor in the fact that it was it was Hull. They weren't the greatest in midfield. I think the midfield battle was was clearly going to be won early on. I think those three kind of just marshaled it well. They didn't have to complicate it. They just had to keep it simple. And move it up to towards a sorrow and uh, some experienced players in the whole in the whole midfield, well, especially a couple mm-hmm. of guys who used to play at Sunderland, who, who the conversation yeah. will last a mile and must have been 
get into the, into the faces just, because a crowd will turn. You go to your old club, you want to yeah. put in a good performance, you don't want to kind of embarrass yourself. So them lads would have been up for the game as well. So I think that has that shows how impressive the kind of Sunderland midfield performance was. And the only thing for me is, even Robson there at the end, he nearly scored when he kind of showed yeah. a lot of composure in the box and opened it up and it was a good save by the keeper. Like, But I think he'll, he'll get better as well the more games he plays, like especially in midfield. Like You kind of got you play yourself into, kind of feel your way into the kind of team and the first team environment. And I think if he does get a run in the team, I, I think we'll see even some more improved performances. Maybe he'll be even a little bit more kind of more confident with, with what, he was, what he was doing. Not that he, he wasn't confident, like he showed a lot of composure, but I think... He, he can only get better. He was like a throwback to the Peter Reid style midfielders, I thought, Robson. Yeah. That was the kind of performance he put in. The well, way, like McCann and Thurwood yeah. and Williams and all those I guys think, used to play midfield. That I was think, a, um, the way he sort of put himself around. He was disciplined as well. Like, do you know what I mean? He kind of kept, like, that's what I'm saying. The balance yeah. was good. Like, yeah. him and Catmull, he didn't kind of get carried away. Sometimes as a young lad, you can kind of lose where you're meant to be on the pitch. But he, if you watched him, he kept his discipline the whole game. He was always there but to help and out Catmull, protect him, and, which kind of gave Honeyman a little bit more of a license to grow up and support the, the front two, which the goal came from, were a great assist. I think the. With with Robson, when he had a bit of time on the ball, I think initially he, he was a little bit panicked in his use of the ball, so I gave it away a few times. And but the, he was what he was really good at was when he'd won it back in a tight area, he'd nick it off to somebody who was near him. Yeah, really neat footwork. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was like um, bit, a little bit like uh, Henderson used to do, where he mm. just moved the ball quite quickly in. in I'm not comparing well, you, you it to. Towards the end of the game, the ball came. I don't know if you noticed that. Moon dropped and kind of half volleyed it out to the. I think it might have been uh, Matthews, like on the half volley straight to him. I think that was him, like for me, kind of growing into it. Growing yeah. into, do you know yeah. what? I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I deserve to be yeah. here because yeah. I say sometimes when you play as young, you come in, you think, okay, make sure you get your. You don't want to give the ball away, but I think he, as the game went on, he got better, and uh, no, I think, like, I think he could be. A, a, I'm not going to say he's going to play every week, but he's, he's somebody that you know can come Useful. in and do a good job. Do you know, good running in the box as well was quite quite unlucky not to get a goal when he again when he got a bit more confident he got himself into a good position mm. that first shot getting blocked and then either side because he got yeah. like good amount of power on that second mm. effort just either side the keeper I mean if there's somebody nil. making the home debut with that performance who was on loan from Chelsea or something yeah people would be well, that's what I mean. you'd very be happy you'd be like oh he's yeah. tidy but because it's like it's that's what I'm saying that, that's the thing for me like the likes of um, the lads coming in like you kind of scrutinise players that come in away from other clubs maybe a little bit more than kind of the academy lads because obviously with the academy lads they gen- generally have the kind of crowd on their side yeah. I think but I'm saying like you say if it was somebody else coming in from like one of the bigger clubs down you, you'd have to say you'd be very impressed with that performance and thinking okay that that was kind of yeah. that's pleasing but right. I think even the, like, you got to give a, uh, a bit of respect to the keeper as well because like, yeah. he made a great save yeah, at the end and yeah, yeah. it's a good game Jeff. one mm. one Flap in the first half, yeah, didn't he? he? Let the ball bounce, and especially mm. after the card again, because he he, he kind of he would have he was kind of a fault for a couple of them goals, yeah, in my opinion. Was. So to come back and keep a clean sheet and stand up really strong for Moyla's shot at the end, like he's got to be given a lot of credit. Reminders well. of um, Pickford against Leicester last season, where right at the last minute, I think Wes Morgan had that shot yeah. from mm. like inside the six-yard box, and he was like celebrating and like. Reuter was off. That was a better save than Reuters, but uh, yeah, yeah, similar, similar sort mean, of yeah. thing—a block, close-range block. But he had to make, you know, he's he's won us points there. But it's I mean, as good as it saves as good as a goal in, in that instance. Isn't his it? performance, though, I mean, again, he had that moment in the first half, but second half, I think he played that well. Where I wasn't worried about him, which is quite surprising, no, no. You know, considering how we've been speaking about him. I didn't. He made that save from Mile, but the last ten minutes, I didn't think Hull were going to score. I think the more and more, I'll I'll I think the more I and more, I think that a lot of that was down to how commanding yeah, he was. Like the Forest game was very much like. Do you that. not think mm. the more and more you see of Reuter and the more and more you see of other goalkeepers in the league, 
there's very much a level of goalkeeper in mm. the championship. Oh yeah, you... and may, I'm not saying Wright is probably a, a mid to low level championship goalkeeper at the moment. Remember, he's not played lot, a lot in the last two he's years kept as a fair well. Few clean sheets, but he's to got five now. Yeah. Come in, so yeah. like, he's obviously doing something right. I know he's yeah. made mistakes and they've been kind of highlighted, but. If you're a goalkeeper and you say yeah. what was a five clean sheets, just says like, that's not too bad, really. Is it? But I think that, well, look at that. Bent, I think Bentley um, at Brentford. Brentford I yeah. think they paid about two and a half million quid for him, and I've seen him a few times this season. And he's I think against QBR, against Leeds, against us. Matt, like worst major mistake, mistakes. major mistakes, worse than. Worse than uh, right was made Hill-Wall's this season. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the Millwall. I didn't see. I didn't see. It. You know what it is. I think my sky my skybox must have had a meltdown because we won and didn't tape the the, the highlight show. Like it was like no, there must be a problem. With I think program. I think one big thing for Reuter though is why he's looked more settled in the last few weeks is our defence has been more settled. Obviously, Clark Salt has just came in, but O'Shea and Brownen have been in there for the last few weeks now. We we've settled on the back three. Fullbacks don't really change that much sometimes Jones comes in for one of Oviedo or Matthews Oviedo's good again right? yeah Oviedo's really good but obviously Clark Salters came into that and looked even in the Cardiff game looked mm. okay for 45 minutes before they defended the, well though was it, is it they did when, yeah when, when Hull had that kind of couple they had two probably 10 minute spells I'd say yeah. where you think they're threatening a little bit if you looked at the, something, there was bodies like there was bodies going in front of the ball blocking it like not only the defence the midfielders and that that's that takes work rate and effort like and that's what probably Sutherland hadn't been having when the losing games you need to do that like, yeah. especially when they're on the bottom you've got to throw your body on the line block shots throw, throw whatever part you're at me that you can at the ball and I think everybody did that the weekend and it was a, it was a deserving win like, it was it was like you couldn't I think even after the Fulham game we, we spoke when when, when uh, Sutherland beat Fulham it was still a kind of a nervous performance where you think you know I probably got away with that whereas I think the weekend was more of a performance where you thought you know what we deserved that we grafted yeah. and you know so I think the, the Maybe could have made a change a bit sooner. I think Gooch could have come on sooner. Gooch yeah. played, maybe, Gooch and played he did his very part, well he? when he yeah, came he had on. He, loads of energy. He got the ball down yeah. the corner. Could have scored as well. I think he if he'd come broke, on maybe ten minutes early, we might we might have got that second goal. It just felt as though he but had. You, but he you had know, the, it's like though, though, I see, when you're a manager back. and you one up and it's not going too bad. You probably don't want to kind of mm. change it and upset what's kind of been going well. But you got over the line. The second goal would have been if we had to get the second goal and would have been a lot more comfortable the last five ten minutes, especially like for the hearts because you. You just, you just never know, like and when balls are flying across the box, and you're just thinking, "Oh, here we go again." He well, looked a bit tired, didn't he, uh, Major? I think. Um, yeah, for about an hour. After about an hour, we both played, played a lot of football. Thought, last well, a sorrow. They got the second window, though. didn't they? Like, a, a I thought they went quite quiet, uh, and then, then seemed to get second wind for another ten minutes. I thought a sorrow was as fit as at the end as at the start. He was relentless. Like, that was, you'd, I think, you'd, as an overall performance for a, an 18-year-old lad um, coming into the team. It, I think you'd have to go back probably to maybe Michael Bridges possibly in terms of you know a comp like so for somebody to come out and show the level of maturity and performance mm. that he did. It's a great finish. Try- great finish as well. Yeah, it like, was because there wasn't much of the goal to hit. Yeah. So across the keeper has gone right. In the Didn't realise until it. seeing it back. Mm. How it was just kind of so the keeper was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Just let you're it kind go. of shocked because you're thinking, what, we're actually showing a win in the first <laughs> half. Yeah. It's, it's just normal. Like, but, yeah, he's probably gambling on going yeah. wide because yeah. I couldn't. He was but like, nah, surely not. There was a stack going round saying we were in the lead for longer in that game than we were in the lead at home for the whole of last year. So you know it doesn't. Things can only get better. <laughs> but you know, tell you what, Honeyman as well. I mean, you look at him, and there's a player who he had a little spell out the team um, under Grayson, but he's played 
Centre, deep centre midfield. He's played off the front. He's played in the three. He's played wing right back. wing. He's played wing back. <laughs> yeah. um, and forgetting as well, this is his first proper full season it, as a professional footballer playing in the championship. And you know, I think it's fair to criticise him when he's because he has had some bad games. I think you've got to talk about man, like, you know, what you know you're going to get with him exactly. is like you got to get lots of energy, and he does. He, he can be a problem for. And I think he played well the weekend. Yeah, he did. But at times his quality maybe lets him down a little bit. He kind of maybe sometimes his distribution isn't probably what you would expect. <clears> but as I said, he, he, he hasn't. It's his first proper year in the team regularly, and hopefully he can kind of improve. Sure, as well. yeah, you, you would, ne- you would heart, never want or expect him to be one of your sort of main players, would you? Well, to have loads of autonomy in your team. Mm-hmm. So what he's shown there, because Catamolan. And Robson behind him, giving proper set midfielders yeah. performances, and, and mm. Margarine does all Lincoln. And what he said is right. I can just buzz around all of that mm. now, and that does buzz, buzz that's around. All, nice, yeah, yeah, well oh, done. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I the definitely bal- did that on purpose. <laughs> that's where the balance was so well with, with mm. Catamol and Robson there. Like it gave him that license, knowing that them two probably were going to be disciplined enough to kind of stay in there behind. Him. And it was just a, it was a short performance by the whole team. I think I know. Well, obviously, haven't been brilliant this season, but in terms of the players like Honeyman who've played the majority of games. Don't think you could really argue someone's been as consistent no. as Honeyman has. I know it's like he's <laughs> probably like, played the most, doesn't he? Yeah, but like maybe say Oviedo as well. But obviously he was out for a long spell mm. in the first like two months. For someone who's played near enough every game, I don't think anyone's been mm. as consistent and contributed so much this season as Honeyman has. Yet still does get a lot of flack from supporters, and he's, he's not perfect. He probably can't rely on him to play like that every week because it is his first full professional season he is going to dip in form but I don't think you can really say many in that squad have done as much as him to keep us in touching distance of, of getting out of that bottom three he's been a really big part of that full back you mentioned Oviedo that's that's an interesting debate what, what sparked up in the pub after the game I mean Oviedo on himself is Premier League quality, in my opinion, no, you know, not no doubt about it. I think he could walk into yeah. most mid-table Premier League clubs quite comfortably and do a job. Adam Matthews, a couple of people tweeted us asking about him. He was on the bench now, it might just because he's returning to fitness. But Billy Jones was preferred. There was a debate in the pub after the game that said actually Adam Matthews' best performance of Sunderland have arguably been been when he's been playing left back mm. or on the left hand side, mm. cutting inside. Is perhaps there's something in that? Where maybe he's not the same right on the right because that that's happened with players, isn't it? Phil Bardsley always looked better left back, I thought, than right back for Sunderland. Dennis Irwin played left back for Man U for years. He was right footed. It was a different different level, though. <laughs> you, you can still make a comparison. I'm not saying that Adam Matthews is Dennis Irwin. I, th- I by think the way. Matthews. I know he's probably had a kind of his critics well, but I don't think he's the worst footballer. Like, no. I think when you see him, he's quite a clever footballer. He kind of looks yeah. forward and tries to kind of do it the right way. Mm. Obviously, he's gone through stages where it hasn't gone too well from at this club. But I, I remember playing against him when he was when he was playing up in Scotland, and I always thought he was kind of a, a decent footballer getting up and down. And I don't think he's the worst option. Do you know what I mean? If you're coming into a team and you start winning games, I don't think. Obviously, when you're losing games all the time, everybody looks around and kind of, right, who can we blame and whose fault is that? And it's difficult sometimes. Sometimes there is nobody in particular that you can blame. But I think if you start winning games and all of a sudden it's no surprise everybody starts doing that a little bit better and you're probably getting a little bit more praise from all different thing, angles. And even when he came on there for Billy the week, I think he, he kind of put in a solid performance as well. Mm. You could probably argue, I think, if you had to pick a player of the season at the moment, it would probably be be between those Matthews and Honeyman. I think yeah. probably. I mean, I don't know what that says about <laughs> the season we've had. That's but probably, like, I'm saying I'm not, but like that's probably why Sunderland are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah totally. You're kind of saying that because I wouldn't say them them perform 
them lads have been unbelievable all season but obviously that's where the, the, the club is at the moment hopefully mm. on the kind of upward trail by, now. by the way how Myler got away with the tackle in I think it was in the first half on uh, mm. Matthews after and Don got sent off for winning the ball the other week he talked about rules and or laws even and he was out of control and he that was a shocking tackle that he put in on Matthews mm. and he was probably lucky that he got away with pretty much unscathed he, he does that quite one. a bit Moyla to be fair though he kind of even when I watch him play for Ireland that he'll make a few kind of reckless challenges I think that's just part and parcel of the way he plays like he's kind of he's in there he's never going to kind of I don't think affect the game unbelievably but I think that's his job in the team but I think he was kind of outwitted the weekend by, by uh, Sunderland's midfield shall we do a break and come back and do some other tweets. things yep why don't we do that I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're going to have a look at uh, a few more of the tweets. We've already mentioned some now. Should we give a big up to Vic Hallam before we go any, oh, absolutely. any further? It was our guest at the Peacock. proper legend, real legend. And, yeah, he was great, wasn't he? Top bloke. He took took the winner's medal with him and let people get the photo <laughs> with him with <laughs> the, the winner's medal, medal. Right. which was really cool and really nice of him. And, uh, yeah, it was great, wasn't he? Yeah, it, went, it was the busiest busy, one we've ever done, surprisingly. So. He's, a, he's a good storyteller. I met him that time mm. at the, yeah, the, yeah. the book launch, yeah. and uh, I've said it was the first time I met him, but he, he tells a really good story, like, funny, and that he's that's kind of just... Easy to get along with. Right? Yeah. Well, that was as I first time meeting him. He's very kind of impressive guy. He was, you know, he'd speak to anyone. I think in there, if anyone came over to him, he'd talk to them like he knew them. You know, and that that you know, he was great. So, mm. yeah, if you missed out on that, it's it's a shame. We'll get him, we'll get him back. I think he'd one, be up for I, that one, as well. One we, point, we, yeah, maybe. You know, next, we, yeah. Every every guest we've had on, we've kind of invited yeah. back. Haven't we? We'll Stephen, have to get Stephen. Stephen he can't I, commit though. I know. No, we have to go and like ice the pitch. Go and chuck loads of water on it. It's a thing with some of these local lads as well. Apparently, Paul Thurwell's really keen to do it, but he's assistant manager at Harrogate, oh, so he yeah, can't. Yeah. He, that's Excuses. a thing, isn't it? Well, it's a thing with the local <clears throat> lads, isn't it? You're all playing semi pro right. football and stuff. We'll just right. have to wait till they retire and hope they stay, <laughs> stay in the region. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, some tweets. I mean, we've already discussed uh, a lot of the game in detail, but Alex Campbell, um, who obviously didn't watch the game, Nabar shown the game in Munich. And the meter of snow messed up Wi-Fi. Was it a good Sunderland performance or whole shocking? Bit of both. Um, did sleeves? He spelt sleeve wrong. Um, see any genuinely encouraging signs? 
Well, definitely. I think the, the, the biggest thing that stood out was all the, how well the, the young lads came in and played, as we mentioned earlier on. I think Robson, the two lads up front, uh, Honeyman was impressive, and obviously the senior lads as well fitting in with them. They need to add to that still, though, don't they? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, and Chris Coleman said that after the game. You, need, you, need, you, can't, you can't be dependent like on them two lads to kind of go from yeah. now till the end of the season. Like They might get injured, they might get tired, especially young players, the form kind of coming out and out in form. But I think he needs definitely needs one more striker if not two in like hope preferably experience lads with championship experience I mean, the, on that I mean the Chris Martin thing we've got a question just, about that just something iffy for me about well, like, well I, I don't go on and do Eddie it. Clark's asking about it and he tweeted saying I better get a mention this week or something so I'm, I'm going to make sure that you know he can, that, he can ask shouldn't. this question yeah, yeah. Bit, bit, bit <laughs> desperate. Can, it's he, like the old I bet you wouldn't print this in the echo <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no we won't <laughs> he, well he's saying how long does a club give Martin to make his mind up no news must be bad news guaranteed we'll be going into the next league game without a striker or two um, if I worked around the clock with no output as they say um, are they doing over transfers? I'd be sacked. I don't know if you would be sacked. Would you? How many high turnover of scouts if you don't bring in the targets? I'm not mm. sure about that, especially under the restrictions that they'll be working. But I think on Col- that, well, Coleman set a but you know what, he set a standard now, hasn't he? That's the thing. Do you know what it is about the Martin situation that concerns me? Now we don't obviously don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and Chris Coleman's basically said we had a deal agreed with a club for a player, and then Derby have come out and basically confirmed that at Sunderland. Remember when Coleman first came here and you couldn't get enough of what he had to say? We're all talking about how brilliant he was and we still do say how charismatic he is and he says all the right things and the stuff he said about Rodwell last week and all that. Now, if he speaks to Chris Martin on the phone and sells him Sunderland and Chris Martin's not going, right, I'm getting on, I'm I'm in the taxi coming up, I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm, on, I'm on the train, I'm on a flight, coming to Sunderland. I don't think I'll get a taxi. And I'm going nah, to <laughs> run myself into the Football ground. Though. But you know what I mean? I'm going to run myself yeah, yeah. into the ground. Anthony Stokes one's got a taxi yeah, from, uh, yeah, London, from London to Glasgow, Glasgow <laughs> didn't he? Um, but yeah, got a theory on that. Yeah, um, got a theory on that. On what? Anthony Stokes getting a taxi? No, no. no. <laughs> Chris Martin. There's one, there's one reason why he doesn't want to leave Derby. Is it a Coldplay pun? Pride, Pride Park. It's got a Greg's. Hyde Park has a Greg's on the corner of it and a Starbucks next to it. Is he like is he a big eater, is he? He wouldn't be. With the North East has in your football. The North East is the home of Greg's, so he isn't going to Well, exactly. Yeah. They all live in Newcastle anyway. You've got, got like living, loads of them. Yeah. 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 If he lived in Sunderland, there's a there's a um, there's two Greg's next to each other. There's a second Greg's on Vallette Road. He won't live in Sunderland and keep up, Gareth. But Newcastle fans like to remind. But seriously though, if if he's not, if he doesn't have that confidence, I know we always say on the show about footballers should think about the moves and take the time I get that but at this stage the, it, the remit's simple come here give everything you've got be the main man up front and, and, and <clears throat> keep us up and that's the remit and if that's I think it'd be, it'd be a good signing for the club I think like I played with Chris at Norwich when I was there on loan when he, um, a few years back and he's a good solid player strong I think he'd be somebody that could come in and kind of hold the ball up and I think the young lads any of them two playing up alongside yeah. him would kind of compliment them but as I said there's obviously an issue, some sort of issue there where he hasn't made his mind up but it's a no brainer for me if he's not playing at Derby and he's being told that he's kind of his services aren't wanted there then why not come I to something I think he's weird. Weird. waiting for a better offer well, Wolves have been linked with him yeah, and let's be honest well. if, if Wolves Reading, you, you you might have a chance against Wolves. He's in the it's area. top of the league and it's bottom of the league. I know, but so. the, and it's also down the road. Yeah, you know, the, I guess so. But at the same time, it's like if he's not interested straight away, I'm not, 
Well, that's I'm what. I'm not saying you cut your nose off to spite your face, but at the same time, you think. That's what Eddie's asking. How, how long will people know? give well, that? Because Coleman set a standard now, Stephen, doesn't yeah. he? When he's saying, I only want players who can appear from this cup. So I think, had he not. Had we not gone down that route, and had he not been so um, clear about that, fans might have been a little because fans might have been a little bit more sort of willing to give him a bit of time. But mm. now you kind of have this thing where fans are saying, "If he doesn't want to come, screw him." Yeah, there's got to be like I'm sure Coleman has other players in mind as well. Like he probably doesn't want to let the press know about every single player he's going for because if they don't come, then he kind of it probably looks a bit silly after like mention the name. So I still like to think. Other than Chris Martin, he's, he's been he's been speaking with another couple of players that could possibly come through the door. Such a shame about Walters; he would have been absolutely the perfect yeah for what he need at the moment. In so he many struggled with injuries though the last couple of years. Yeah. Like even for well, he was like, fit right in. As I said, it's 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 just typical yeah. at the moment. That treatment room needs some banter <laughs> in it. <laughs> 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 it needs a character. Needs a character to go in. Just seen have some good crack like on Twitter. Yeah. If, if you go through his profile, I haven't followed him obviously because the deal's dead. <laughs> you, you you were hovering. You were hovering. hovering. Yeah, yeah. But then no. He's on the hit list. Where he's gone. I'm sure he's devastated. You'd unfollowed Lewis Graven. You're about to follow John Walters. Lewis Graven. Like he got the. Is that what people have said about Jack Rodwell, which has been ruthless, and, and Peter Stamps saying it's, it's, it's the Roswell, it's the uh, Roswell predictive spelling mistake. Maybe he's doing it on purpose, though. After you talked has. about that the other week, nah, maybe not, no. nah. It's definitely just the, the, the like, autocorrect. Yeah. Uh, since we're paying Roswell seventy k per week for the square root of Buggerall, what jobs could we give him to do? My own semi-serious suggestion is to do the voiceovers on the SAFC match videos which have now just disappeared, a bit like Jack. You know mm. what a lot of people have been saying, which is ruthless, put him on the bench and get him to warm up <laughs> along the touchline. That's harsh. That, that would be throwing him under a bus, Stephen, wouldn't it? Yeah, as I said, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a crazy situation. As I said, I, I don't know him personally and that, but he, he can't be happy with it. Obviously, he'd be happy with the wages he's picking up for doing nothing. Like, as, as I said, if you can get that much money for doing nothing, then you're doing all right, aren't you? But as I said, I'm sure he won't be happy from He's a footballer at the end of the day, and I'm sure he came to Sunderland when he did come. We're all kind of plans to do well, and kind of that hasn't worked out that way. And maybe it is like it's it's time for him to move on, but who's going who's gonna to take him on them wages? Do you know? I've had enough of him. We have. I just thought, I thought it was, it was quite about, a funny tweet, yeah, so I yeah. thought I would read it. Spoke out. about him for like a whole week last week. Yeah. Terrible, isn't it? Draw a line. Maybe we should just line get under do, Rodwell. Yeah, get him to do the crossbar challenge. Mm. See if he can oh, beat, 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 beat me. He could beat the crossbar. <laughs> yeah, we'll strap two posts either side of him and stick him in the got to try and hit Rodwell. <laughs> he could be, um, like, get him in like, a mascot costume or something like that. And then he just, like, does he take it off, like, for a big reveal? Don't know. And then the crowd goes like, obviously turns do, you on. You know, him. like in Jackass, where they um, do that thing where you've got to get the ball kicked off you. No, but it sounds yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you stand in the goal and people line up and just belt shots at you. Know, oh, okay. They're naked and they've got. You know, if we should do that, maybe it's half time. Been the crossbar challenge, just to, you know, hit Rodwell, hit naked Rodwell, hit naked Rodwell. <laughs> I think you'd have a lot of people sign up for that. Yeah, you couldn't do it at the where the, the south stand because that's where the family zone is. <laughs> they have to do it at the north stand. I, don't know, I think it's a fun for all the family. Probably <laughs> put some more bums on seats in the ground. I've been like an old-fashioned, uh, like a version of the stocks, but you know, brought up the date. What do people think of crowd wars on? <laughs> Moving on. Well, no, Steve mentioned putting we'll bums on. A second, putting, uh, putting I don't think the, the people who were seeing that there was probably only nineteen thousand. Wasn't was it? I think no. it's a load of rubbish. I thought it was more than about 20, yeah. twenty-five-ish. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
I just, Hull, Hull I just didn't bring many. I just up. wondered if I was going to be a lone thing on that because I, when I read a couple of people in the media tweet, they looked like it was eighteen, nineteen thousand. I thought it was nonsense. No, personally, yeah. I think just coming back to the crowd thing, there were there was a few hundred in the West Stand upper concourse. Just sitting on their own or sitting in twos. Like, why are you adding to the atmosphere when you're sitting on your own and you can shout? Well, don't get me started on that, Richard. I just don't get it. It's like, the con- so what, what are you getting out of the game? Not, let's, we, haven't got time, we haven't got time for Bunch Stephen. Around. Uh, Bunch around together, dog. No, we haven't got time for that. Stephen to go on about the Premier Concourse. Like, next week, we're not back, We're not in on Thursday, are we? Cause, um, no, there's no, because the game's been moved the to game's Tuesday. Been moved so Tuesday. We'll, we'll come in Monday and do a On Monday, we'll have tickets to give away for the Ipswich game. We've also got... Drum roll. Can't do one, I haven't got a thing. No. We've got a signed <laughs> we've got a signed item from Stephen Elliott, we've got a tin of Wessler's burgers <laughs> signed by Stephen Elliott. In gravy. In onion, onion gravy. It's not, it's not signed in gravy. No, <laughs> not in in gravy. finger yeah, in gravy. Yeah, yeah. Signed nice. with a red sharpie. Signed with a red sharpie, obviously. So yeah, we can win two tickets to the Ipswich game and a tin of signed Wessler's burgers. We want to say you're eating the burgers. You no, you can't. No, because then you can't really preserve the tin if you mm. open the tin. So you've got to. Or maybe you've got to show yourself eating them before in order to win this one. Wesley's market department are going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they have one. I don't think they have one. <laughs> Bell ringing. Yeah. They've probably got a complaints department. I doubt they've got a, a, a marketing department. But anyway, because it says Mum's Choice on the tick. Mum's Choice. Has anyone's mum ever made them? Then? No. <laughs> you know, and it's in buns as well, but it's in usually, gravy. Usually the picture some kind of food looks nice, but that picture doesn't <laughs> even look nice. Random, it's 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 it. imagine it what it's like. It actually looks yeah. like like a dog food or like <laughs> cat food tin. And, and that's a serving suggestion as well. You've got a lay in a bun. Inside. <laughs> I mean, it, I think there's four burgers in the tin. Yeah. Um, you can cut them in the microwave. Um... <clears throat> The ingredients, do you know what the... How many calories do, you know, do they carry? Do you know what the ingredients? <laughs> you know, because the first one's the... Uh, how much beef it has. Um, the first the ingredient, gravy, 58%. <laughs> 58% <laughs> gravy. So that means there's like, what, the burger... I think we've got to end on that, 58% 42, gravy. 42% of the... For four, so that's what, about 10% of... 10% of the thing per burger. Calories, it's... Uh, 116 calories for a burger, basically, for a quarter of a tin. That's good, that. 1.8 grams of saturated fat. 100 calories is around the the mark for snack, isn't it? Two a day. How much protein's in it? I think Um, think it's a beefcake market. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get gains? 16 (laughs) grams of fat. So if you you had the whole tin, it would be um, 60% of your saturated... Sorry, 60% of your salt for the day. Wow. And uh, 40% of your saturated fat. So... But anyway, that's being signed by Stephen Elliott. You're never going to want to eat them. You treasure them. You sleep yeah, with them you under will. your pillow. Basically um, endorsed that. I'm, I'm really <laughs> endorsed it. Uh, but tin burgers are available from Wesler's. Loads of prizes out there, because <laughs> on Thursday after that we've got Lee Howie in. We have. Was, his book's coming out in the same day. So he's going to give us one of those wow. to, to give away. Which I think that'll be good. Yeah. Anyway, we're finished? We are finished. Hopefully we've signed some players from now until next Monday to talk about oh. when we have Birmingham away. Yeah. Is he how his brother coming in? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not know. sure what his character's like. Have, <laughs> I, I don't know. Have any? I've heard Lee's a bit of a. Yeah. <laughs>